talking to all of my studio. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of the Unpopular Voice podcast. My name is Anne Marie, your host. I'm very excited about today, and I hope you're having a great day because I'm having a better than good day. I'm having a better than good day because I had a great, in-depth, intense conversation with my mother before I even created this podcast. I will tell you more about our conversation in a minute. Before I do that, I want to talk to you about what I believe. It's very important to me that you understand, my listeners, what I believe and why I created the Unpopular Voice uh, because it's so dear to my heart. It's literally like I cut a piece of me out and I'm putting it out there in the world and no need to worry that I'm saying these things because I'm seeking validation. I'm not. I've already validated myself because I know exactly what I believe and I'm, I'm working to help you to understand what you believe as well. I believe I have a powerful voice that is colorful. I speak and I find truth in my voice. I find freedom in my voice. I find creativity in my voice. I find power, authenticity, vulnerability in my voice. I believe no one person should have their voices silenced. It took me a while to figure out in detail exactly what I believed. I've always believed those things. However, I didn't put it together until I decided to take myself on and get some coaching from one of my very good friends who's a mentor now. And his name is Silo Moses. Look him up. He does great work with clarity. And uh, I came up with those sentences and realized that I've always been that person. And now I get to lead my day, my life, along those lines because I'm clear. So back to me talking to my mother this morning. It was, it was, it was very interesting what happened. Um, a couple of days ago, I wrote a podcast because I was reaming from my feelings of being misunderstood by my husband. And I posted it right after I did it. It was episode six. And then I unposted it because I listened to it again and realized that those words from a mo- were from a moment of um, frustration and I needed to process through them and the things that I actually did say didn't align with what I believed. They were just what I was feeling in that moment. So uh, that's the reason why I unposted it. However, I will talk about it so you can understand the process of uh, what I went through to go through those emotions. And it ties into this conversation I had with my mother today. I talked to her. I asked her a question. I said, you know, what was your reason for not having me have surgery to correct my hernia when I was a little girl? And she said, you know, I actually don't remember why you didn't have surgery for that when you were little. Like, there was no really good reason. There was no reason why not to do it. And uh, I said, okay, all right. And um, I asked her that question. And as a matter of fact, just to let you know, I had surgery when I was, let's see, 22 or so. 
it was a little bit before I joined the army because I didn't want to have that as a factor to count me out for joining the army. And I've had my hernia ever since I was a little, little girl, little, little girl. And I'll tell you the story behind that in a minute. However, the reason why I even went there was because I was thinking about my emotional health, uh, programs that I'm about to roll out to everyone and my um, graphics that I send out in the morning and I decided to look up the definitions of certain words to really give a clearer understanding of what these emotions mean so upon my research and searching through the dictionary and various articles I asked myself a couple questions and I realized that as an adult growing up, I knew that I was feeling things, but as an adult, I thought I knew how to define my feelings, but really I was, I was really trained in social society, societal cues, right? Just based off of what I've heard other people say, not necessarily based off of my research as to what the words meant and if they were aligned with what I was actually feeling. So that made me dig deeper. I ask myself, do we really need to have an exact word to explain or inform someone else of our feelings? Or do we just trust what we feel and explain the situation that brought on that feeling? I think both ways are correct because coming from a point of when I was a child, now going back to the story, right? As a child, I wouldn't have known the exact words to explain what I was feeling. I could give one of two things. This feels good or this feels bad. This hurts or it feels good or it's okay. I'm happy or I'm sad or I'm angry. I didn't really know much more out of that as a child. And that's pretty normal. So when I asked my mom about my hernia, the backstory with that was I got my hernia because I refuse to use the toilet. I refuse to go number two. So this all ties to emotional constipation too, just so you know. So going from there, I was a little girl. My dad, my father grew up in St. Mary, the parish of St. Mary in Jamaica, and it's the country. They didn't have running water from pipes. However, they had a beautiful stream that they got their water from, and they had a, had a outhouse. And if you know anything about outhouse, we call it outside bathroom. You can hear my accent coming out now, right? So they had an outside bathroom, which is an outhouse, a latrine for um, those of us that use that word. And I went in there one day as a little girl and looked on this dark pit. And I asked my dad, what is that? He's like, that's where you go pee pee and doo doo. And I said, um, okay. And in my mind, the emotions that I attached to that was, I'm going to fall into this thing. I hope they don't expect me to, 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 to use this, All right? Because I came from a home where there, were running, there was running water and a toilet, and that's what I learned. And seeing that outhouse went against everything that I grew up with, learned, and was taught. And as a little girl, of course, you know, it's either we, we like something or we fear it, right? As children, I should say. And I feared it. So guess what I did? I held on to my, my doo-doo. I held on to my shit. And I did that for a very, very long time until it became a huge problem. 
I actually did go number two. I did it in, what, what do you call it? A pot. We call it chimney. However, I think other people call it a pot. Whatever you call it. It was just this little pot that you sit on, of course, and you, you pee and you go doo-doo in it. And that's what I did when I was visiting the country. And every time we were there, I would hold it. Even as a, as, as a teenager, when I grew up and I was visiting, we didn't stay for very long. And I was happy because wherever we left had a, a, a bathroom after, and that's where I would go. So that being said, I grew up being very constipated. Literally, I was filled with shit. The doctor said it. We need to give her laxatives because she's filled with shit. And that's how I got my hernia because I was straining so much. I pushed so hard to get the doodle out when I couldn't keep it in any longer that my intestinal wall broke through the muscle and then my hernia became. So point being, and I explained to my mom because I wanted her to understand that this wasn't a, a, a conversation about blame or just reminiscing for the point of reminiscing so she'd feel bad. It's so I could process it and I process it with her. I said, you know, if... And I understand that she did what she could do, so did my dad, based on what they were taught. So I don't blame them for not being able to teach me how to express myself properly. And as a child, I mean, we we have perceptions of children. So <laughs> that being said, I I told her, I said, you know, I'm looking up the, the, the word emotions and feelings and really getting a better understanding of how we've defined feelings and the, the words that we associate with um, our feelings. And I told her, I said, you know, as a child, it would have been so much more helpful if I could just explain that situation to you, what happened to me, that I was afraid. And my fear turned out to be me holding onto my shit and hurting myself for a long, long time and then having to live with a hernia until I was in my 20s. And I, I believe she said, you know, why didn't, why didn't you, did you feel pain when you had that hernia? I said, you know what, I did. However, I didn't even express how much pain I was in. So she never thought it was important for us to, to take care of because I never expressed to her that I was feeling pain physically and mostly emotionally where I was uh, subject to myself. I was like, I'm not normal like everybody else. So that turned into a whole bunch of other things down the line. And I also let her know, I said, you know, if we were to think about this in an emotional sense, um, if we took the time now to teach our children how to express themselves, not necessarily how, well, well, how to express themselves in words, right? And not just words, there are other ways. You can paint too, you can paint anger, use different colors, you'd honor, paint fear, you know? It would have been easier for them to really process what I was going through and help me through it um, appropriately. So, going through it, I said to her, you know, if we really, really want to understand, there is something that's really common knowledge to, to the human race. It's what what's unknown brings about fear. So I didn't know what was happening to me. I didn't realize that I was feeling fear. I didn't know what fear meant. So it brought about the unknown that was fear. And as human beings, what we cannot explain or refuse to explain does little for acknowledging what it is and what we fear we destroy right so it leaves many things unsaid misunderstood and with no support 
well, support of the expression, that is. We'll support the silence because we do that very well, the unknown. So not being able to acknowledge what I was feeling or expressing the experience that I had for them to see that it was fear led to me creating more and more damage in my body based on that fear physically. I was constipated, filled with shit, and had a hernia. And by the time I got into my 20s, I had two hernias, one in my navel and one in my groin. All because I didn't know how to express fear. And they weren't able to help me. So if you listen to my previous podcast, you've also learned a lot about the other things that I was afraid of too. So before you go off on a tangent thinking, oh, my parents didn't teach me very well, just understand that there are other factors leading to me not being able to express myself to my parents about being afraid of the outhouse. There are a lot of other fears that were there too. So it's not just this one thing. And uh, it really struck a chord with me. And I was talking to her. I said, you know what? I have two little kids and I'm teaching them how to express themselves because I feel like going to emotional school is more important than going to the structured school systems that we have. Because I wasn't able to process through my feelings and my fear I was constipated and filled with shit. When you're filled with shit, you can't absorb all the nutrients that you need to absorb. So, of course, I, I got sick. Not sickly, but I was like exposed to a lot of other things because I couldn't absorb other things as, as well. And emotionally, I wasn't able to absorb all the other lessons that my parents were teaching me because I was stuck in fear. And that permeated my whole being. So whether or not they were teaching me other lessons about how I can express myself, I wasn't really able to absorb that because of my foundation of fear, right? So that being said, if you as a human being as living without expressing yourself, and the reason why an emotional school is, I feel like is the very first school we should go to, the foundation, and it should be a part of every single structural school that we have. It validates, we get to validate ourselves with our emotions by understanding who we are. Our emotions make up who we are 100%. That's how we guide ourselves throughout the world. Understanding who we are by how we feel. That's how we, 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 we get to joy, do things that are joyful and happy, as against to doing things that are dangerous and are not good for our health. Our feelings help us to do that. Our intuition, how we feel about things. It's undeniable, right? So if we constantly fear something or something, we, we constantly, there's things that are unknown, right? If no one knows how you're feeling and it's the unknown, they're going to fear it. You're going to fear it and you're going to create more fear and mass hysteria with that. So I really want you to consider holding your feelings in because it's going to come out regardless. How it's going to come out, it's probably going to be in a negative because you didn't process through it in the beginning. Right? It's going to be negative physically. It's going to be negative when you do express yourself. If you express yourself with words, if not, it's going to come out in an act. For instance, it could be a very aggressive conversation, abusive relationship physically, or it can be a mass shooting or bombing. This all ties together. It's not separate. 
there's lots more things I can talk about with that we'll take it there one of these days however I would prefer to take this to a conversation with somebody else one of my listeners out there that are listening just like I had the conversation with my mom going down memory lane was simply discussing my hernia and why I didn't have surgery when I was younger as against when I when I chose to have surgery because I was old enough to make my own decisions to have surgery so I can go into the army so I can pursue a dream of being independent as a woman that's what that was and that brought that on <clears throat> just so you know the body has natural functions and one of those functions is emotions and what we feel is neither good nor bad our emotions serve the purpose for guiding us and we choose to act on our feelings based on certain cues it is the natural function of our bodies to secrete hormones sweat pee defecation if we hold any of those in we are going to feel the negative effects on that in our body and we won't be able to absorb anything new after that it'll just be piling up and just so you know if you're not acknowledging your feelings because before you can acknowledge anybody else's feelings you really need to understand the concept of acknowledging your own so you can support yourself so you know what it looks like when we don't acknowledge our feelings of frustration, indifference, sadness, joy, etc. There are so many. Those emotions, like I said, I'll reinforce it. They will be expressed anyways. They'll express in our behaviors and it's likely to be negative. Unless you're at the point where you process through things after the fact like I do and you can now share your story because you're not attached to those feelings that bring forth uh, a negative reaction. All right, everybody, that was my take to an episode six of The Unpopular Voice. I want to hear from you. Please um, add this podcast to your liking on my iTunes and call me up and I can call you up and we can have the conversations about the different topics that I'm talking about. Look out for the extension of The Unpopular Voice in the Laws of Life pop-up art gallery coming to you very soon in the month of May, around the end of May, where I'll be facilitating public speaking of other individuals that are coaches, developmental coaches, personal health coaches, you name it, business coaches, that will be there to listen to you so they can support you for no one can fill any of those needs that you don't let show it's going to be a safe forum for you to be able to express yourself to get your needs met and you will also be able to purchase services at a very very minimal rate from doing an auction right so if you're a service provider um go ahead and reach out to me at my patreon site so it's www.patreon dot com slash laws of life and you'll find more details about how to be involved in this pop-up art gallery you'll also be able to purchase my paintings because they're straight from my raw emotions that's one of the ways that i express myself other than the unpopular voice a forum that will be discussed there as well so many things are coming out the emotional health school is already launched you're talking to me right now we're doing it so talk to you next time well good Are you curious to learn more about what we have to offer? Join us at our Facebook page, Laws of Life Pop-Up Art Galas. That's www.facebook.com slash LOL Pop-Up Art Gala. There you'll learn more about our events that we have coming up, purchase tickets, 
and communicate with others that believe in the movement of being emotional. You may also purchase tickets and learn more about our crowdfunding for the Laws of Life pop-up art galas at www.patreon.com slash laws of life. That's www.patreon.com slash laws of life. You'll find out more information about our speakers, attendees, vendors, and advertisers and sponsors on that page and the rewards that are available for you when you join in as a founding member of the Laws of Life pop-up art galas. We are in it to win it and cultivating dreams as we go along.